Hello, everyone. This is Asan from the Weekly Regular. If you like this podcast, then you will love my new podcast. It's called Carl Calls His Cousin. It's a bi-weekly, twice a week, twice a week conversation uh, with me and my cousin Carl Tart, who is an actor and a writer. Um, you may know him from things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, and he is also getting ready to star uh, on a new um, comedy series for NBC called Grand Crew. Uh, it's about him and his four buddies who meet up at a wine bar and have drinks and 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 merry times are had by all. Uh, yeah, but uh, Carl is a uh, he's my cousin and we're good friends and we talk on the phone uh, all the time. We do like weekly Zoom calls and stuff. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to put those conversations out as a podcast. It is a very funny podcast. Uh, if you like the weekly regular at all, you will like this podcast for sure. Uh, this podcast is available on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash the flagrant the flagrant ones. That is our parent podcast. Uh, yeah, just Google Carl calls his cousin Patreon. You will find it. You can subscribe and listen to the episodes uh, for $4 a month. That's just one coffee a month. Isn't that great? Go uh, on to Patreon, search Carl calls his cousin, and listen to that podcast. Now, thanks a lot. Get into this episode, and I'll see you next week. It's true, and the best way I can describe his voice is kingly. Yes. Your majesty. That's a king right there. Yes. yes. <laughs> I feel I, In my head when I said that, um, I feel like there's a – I feel like I'm making this up, but like I feel like there's an American, bat, American dad bit where like um, uh, Patrick Stewart's character – what's his name? Do you remember his name? Oh, uh, Bullock. Yeah, Bullock, where he goes to Burger Senor King. Senor Bullock, he's no here. I'm I'm remembering a bit, and I'm probably false remembering this uh, Mandela effect stuff, but I'm seeming yeah. to remember a uh, a bit where he goes to Burger King and calls the person working there your highness, but I could be misremembering <laughs> that. If it's not, it will happen at some point soon if they <laughs> keep doing the show. Yeah, I love Patrick Stewart. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get in the show. I think I'm going to leave that opening little segment in. That would be fun. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw the, throw it to the intro. Welcome to another episode of the weekly regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by best friend of the show, Derek from college. How's it going, Derek? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I am doing well, all things considered. It's, uh... It's January in uh, 2021, and it is like unusually warm today. We were talking about before we started recording. It's hot in Southern California, but it's like it's like that aggressive hot, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not like not like normal where it's like <clears throat> like I feel around like October, November when they say like, oh, it's going to be 80. You're like, oh, I can handle that. That's fine because 80 oh, feels fine. like the that's way pleasant. 80 should feel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my, that'll be. I'll be shorts during the day, but I'll put on some jeans at night. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps during the day I'll heat... wear some culottes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something breezy. Yeah. Let the airflow. Uh, but this – dude, this heat this week is – it's mean. Yeah. It's, it's like got it's, some anger issues yeah. to it. It's like, I'm coming to I get you out. heat. Yeah, it is. And it comes up quick too. Like I went to let Charlie out 
and it like I opened up the sliding door and it's almost like it slapped me in the face. Like, it was just angry. Hey! <laughs> I'm hot! You're like, oh, why are you doing this? Please stop yelling at me. Yeah. It was funny. awful. Um yeah, it, it's, it's awful. awful. What uh what did you do this week? Uh well, let's see. This week has been kinda it's just pretty standard. Um been you know working mostly um hanging out at work i did realize that i have to stop watching truly good emotionally driven films while i'm at work so mm-hmm. i stop so i don't cry in front mm-hmm. of people yeah uh forrest gump was on tv this week and oh. um i i love that movie we both love that movie yes and i was actually thinking about you the entire time i was watching it how we used to scream lieutenant dan lines at each other <laughs> uh, magic <in> college <laughs> magic legs oh i laughed so hard when that part happened yep. and everybody that was in the store just looked at me like i was insane i was like it's an inside joke with one of my best friends like, <laughs> yeah um but um but no i uh i got pretty much made it strong all to the end and then there was nobody in the shop and then jenny dies and that part you died on a saturday and i just i i lost it dude like i couldn't i was just like she did ah! like i just i lost it and like thankfully one of my regulars came in and he looked at me he's like you've been crying it's like yeah fourth gump he's like oh what part i was like jenny's dead he's like oh don't even we're good i get it like <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i can't i have to i've decided i have to relegate myself to watching stuff like mission impossible Fast and the Furious, you know, anything Nicolas Cage related, something that's not going to really like get inside my soul and be like, and now you're going to feel feelings. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Nick Cage, we're going to talk about Nick Cage here in a minute. Oh, I'm excited. I think I know why. <laughs> um, okay, cool, cool. Good week. Yeah. That's um, been my week. And then AJ's out of town this weekend. So I've just been living it up, bro. As nice. much as an introverted, an introverted man can. Yeah. During a pandemic. <laughs> During a pandemic, yes. So to say not very much at all, but yeah. uh, that's fine. I've, I just, I realized um, the other day when I was talking to somebody about it, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, are you, are you looking forward to it?" And I was like, "You know, what I am." And I realized it's because I haven't had a space to myself in over a year. Yeah. Like I'm just so it's like heavy I have space, is I the burden the of a cohabitating yes. couple. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I love my wife. Yeah. And I'm super glad to see her come back tomorrow. But it's mm-hmm. been it's been kind of nice to see how little I can speak during the day. Right. <laughs> my vo- my vocal cords feel rejuvenated in a way that I hadn't anticipated <laughs> before. Exactly. So, listeners, you should hear the silky smooth vocal cords of a man who spoke about 30 words yesterday and is totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. So, enjoy. Nice. Um yeah, how are you? How's go how's things going with you? Uh, I'm good, man. Um this week uh uh it was a, like a super productive week. It's probably the most productive week good. I've had in like <laughs> in all in, in in all of 2020 combined. Uh 2021, the first week of 2021 has been very productive for me. Um good. yeah, I uh I started a second podcast uh with uh my cousin Carl. 
uh, which is like a. I it's, saw that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a lot of fun. It's a uh, it it's like a reg. It's like a conversation that he and I have every day. Anyway, anyway, like on the phone, we talk every day, like 20, 30 minutes, just about whatever life. So we're like, hey, we should put this up as a podcast. So we do twice a week now. So cool. that's been fun. Um, what have I? What else have I been doing this week? Working on a ton of music stuff. Got a lot of like new original Asan the DJ music coming out this year. So I'm excited Ooh. about that. Um, I'm excited about that. Well, thank you, sir. Um, and your podcast. I'm going to listen to the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I st- I registered a Twitch channel that has not debuted yet. There's nothing there. If you go there, it's just like my name. Uh, uh, I will... Is uh, on- is OnlyFans next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the you can go to OnlyFans. Start your, uh, your media empire? <laughs> yeah. My, my slow, <laughs> deliberate takeover of social media. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start doing some fun stuff on there like uh, – streaming dj sets and making music uh you know live on stream and stuff like that all that to come uh soon uh and yeah so it was a good well, week you said what yeah I said, that's awesome i have a question are you going to be and this sure. is an actual serious question mm-hmm. um are you going to be debuting the uh friday night dj sets like you were doing when pandemic first happened over uh instagram or yeah so i'm gonna bring back um week probably weekly um dj sets i don't know when exactly the friday night slot is cool I, I like with twitch there's a certain number of hours you have to stream a week um in order to like maintain a channel so uh, i'm trying to figure out how many like how i'm gonna i think it's uh, like a few hours a week so i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna spread those out um so i may do gotcha. like a um I may do like a uh, yeah like some sort of weekly weekend evening sh- uh, show, and then I'll maybe do like a okay. Monday morning um, like workout mix maybe or something like that. Um, That'd be cool to start off or people's weeks or something it, like we, that. We could always start our our dream of being a Monday morning drive time radio host. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whoa, it's uh, it's wild and crazy out there in the five this morning. So uh, make sure you watch your back. We're and- back. <laughs> We've got Susan here in the studio. Yeah. Susan, why don't you tell us what you're all about? Yeah. her. Well, her relationship's in the toilet. No more in the toilet than the current Dodger season. Am I right? Oh, you are so right there, buddy. Yeah. Their pitching was atrocious last week. Let's talk. We'll get into that. Yeah. Exactly. With Mike the sports guy. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, so the Twitch thing will be interesting. I'm trying to see like how much of like you know because i have my music world and then i have like the podcasty mm-hmm. kind of comedy world i don't know how much those worlds sure. will cross over on twitch but there might be some crossover who knows um and i actually I have one great. more podcast in kind of development that i may start doing uh but it, it's one that won't it'll probably be bi-monthly like maybe like two episodes a month type thing um yeah we'll see but uh, yeah, so a lot of lot of productive stuff this week, and yeah, it was a good week. Uh, watched some movies and whatnot, which we'll get into. Um, yeah, things been good. Oh, that's been that's been my weekend too, man. Like it's yeah. been nonstop getting into getting some good time into Assassin's Creed Valhalla and just catching up on my movies. Nice. Uh, how, where are you at in Assassin's Creed? Because I'm also still playing that here and there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Where am I? God. Do you know I what level your set- they, settlement is at right now? Uh, four. Yeah, and, I think uh, I'm at the power same level, My power level is 161. I actually and, don't know my uh, power level. I have to look it up. Well, come on, man. 
Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I don't think I'm um, up that high though. I think I'm probably in the nineties right now, something like that. And I'm in, I'm invading Kent right now. So Kent. my okay. mission is there's a big chain that they've got across the river. And uh, my next mission that I'm going to start playing probably after I take the dog for a run, clean the kitchen and then, you know, shower. I'm just going to update you about my plans for the day. Apparently, um, after I do all that, then it's then it's video game time. So nice. So I'll drop that chain and probably crack a few skulls in the process and watched an amazingly mind bending movie last night, which what movie is that was Possessor. Oh, by, OK. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg. So yeah, the son of David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yes, sir. It's right. his. He's been doing a couple of movies. This is one of his deals. So the best way I can describe it is it's like, first of all, it's a body horror movie. Right. Like, you know, the Cronenbergs are want to do and do so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the holidays at their house must be just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Halloween at their house is fairly tame. With like, put your hand in the box, you'll feel eyeballs. It's like all those standard, like old, it's just yeah, grapes, and yeah, spaghetti, and like these masters of horror that make you like that make movies that I can't eat while I watch because I'm gonna get my stomach turned. Like, right, they just do the cheesiest. Ooga booga booga. You're like, oh, okay, thanks, Betty. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, that would just make me laugh. Um, like their Halloween is super child friendly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So it's um. So the main character is this gal who is a corporate um assassin that using some brain implant technology, she can jump into other people's minds and control their bodies to use their bodies as like a vehicle to complete the assassinations that she needs to. Mm. So already bits of Inception. Right. And then. So as the movie goes on, her line, the line between her ability to Im- to control her violent impulses starts going away, as does her ability to perceive what is reality and what isn't reality. Hmm. And then she gets stuck inside of the mind of a guy who knows how to defend against it, Ooh. and it gets real messed up. All right. So it, we'll it's – put it this way. It is for- – Oh, so Go it's ahead. like it's more actiony, or is it more thrillery? It's more thrillery. It's okay. more character-driven stuff. And okay. the, the horror doesn't happen. It's not like it's not like a saw or like another like what you think of as a horror movie, right? There's not horror throughout or horror bits throughout. There's these massive spikes, and when it happens, it's very intense. And so the thing I was gonna say is if you're listening to this and you go, Oh, cool, I think I like that, that's fine. But there are some very – I just want to caution you, and you need to know what you're getting into beforehand because this is not something that I normally like. This is a special level of horror movie that I go, I don't recommend this to most people because there is – I'll just leave it this way. There's a scene with the fire poker that I had to pause the movie and go for a little walk with the dog because I was like, ah, I can't keep watching this and be okay. But yeah. I'm going to keep watching it because it's so good. It was <laughs> such a good movie, but it is so twisted and messed up that it's just like – Huh. Hmm. This is okay. All right. So it's good. That's my review. It was really good. I'm glad I watched it. But also for people that are thinking about watching it, really make sure you're in the right headspace to watch it. Possessor. That's what I have to say. Possessor. It's not okay. like an old. Yeah. Yeah. Possessor. So it's not like a. It's not like um, what I 
likened to like one of the major like mainstream horror movie, you know, like The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. I'm down to put on The Conjuring pretty much any time when I'm like, oh, horror movie. I'm cleaning the house. Let's turn it on. Mm-hmm. That way you're like, oh, this part. This is not one of those movies. This is one of those mm-hmm. movies that is – it's for people that are true horror thriller fans. So there's my review. Nice. That sounds yeah. good. Um, I, I'll have to watch that. We've uh, been searching for new stuff to watch. Um, oh, it's good, yeah. Trying to think, what is some stuff we watched recently? Um, I don't know if I talked about The Sound of Metal on the podcast yet. Maybe we have touched on it. Um, we, maybe not. I think, I think we brought it up, but we didn't get into it in depth because I hadn't seen it at that point. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Yeah, The Sound yeah. of Metal was really good uh, i enjoyed that a lot um riz ahmed was really 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 good in it um yeah it was just it was a really good kind of grouping music kind of drama uh yeah i enjoyed it it was, it was so tragic um oh yeah it, the sound design was incredible too um oh it was a great movie yeah it like was his super performance good. his performance floored me yeah absolutely floored me like I'm just like, how is he not nominated for awards right now for that? <laughs> I know. Like, that I was, know. It was so good. Yeah. It was. I think I texted you when we were texting yesterday about it. Like it, mm-hmm. it was gripping. Like I could not, I could not stop watching. Like it's you know sometimes my brain kind of you know how when you watch movies your brain kind of goes different to different areas totally. when you're watching or whatever. I was laser focused, locked in the entire time. Like it was <laughs> such a good film. Yeah, it was super good. Um, I, yeah, we loved it. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, you, did you, did you, have you watched Tenet yet? I have not. Oh, okay. No, got my day got away from me. I was, I was going to, I'm going to watch it today. So maybe okay. we do, maybe we do a Tenet review down the road. Yeah. Like a special episode totally. or something like that, because I have a feeling you and I are going to have a lot to say on it. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people that I've seen online have had a lot to say on it. And that tells me that I'm going to be able to talk with you about it ad nauseum for over an hour. Totally. Yeah. So. We, uh, I had, uh, yeah, I had Luke Galan, the science mon on uh, a couple episodes back and we talked about sort of like the science of it and, and in, that in the physics and of it. <laughs> I saw that and I'm waiting to listen to that episode sure. until after I watch the movie. Cause I don't want to listen to it and then go into it with preconceived stuff. Oh yeah. I no, come at don't. it. Come at it fresh, clean slate. Listen to it, and then we'll we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it. Absolutely, I'm ex- I'm excited to talk about sort of because you know Luke and I we focused more on like the science and stuff of it and the plausibility yeah. of the movie. I can't wait to talk more about like just the the filmmaking aspects of it because I definitely have some thoughts about that. <laughs> the what appears to me to be the insanity that is Tenet. <laughs> yeah, well, I will hold off on yeah, that until you see it. it. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll curb this. Yes. On to the next topic. Yeah. Um. Speaking. I mean, we talked about body horror with Possessor. Let, I mean, let's start. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe start with some uh some movie news stuff. Uh, have you? Yeah, for sure. Have you been following this Army Hammer story at all? Oh my God! I was just made aware of it last night by a friend, <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah. So. So. <laughs> is he? Uh, so uh, I wouldn't be for, surprised for those who don't know and aren't Googling right now. Uh, there's been rumors. So there was some leaked information from some women that Army Hammer has dated in the past that part of like 
you know, the sexual aspect of their relationships is he's super into like kind of weird cannibal stuff. Cannibal sex role play is what yeah. I was saying. Also, listeners, I apologize if you hear a bunch of thumping in the background. I am not doing other things while doing this. Charlie the dog is running around and having some hyper time. So Charlie the that's dog. what you're hearing. <laughs> Charlie the dog. Um, okay, so he's into cannibal sex role play. Yes. Apparently, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, he, yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I don't want to get us in hot water legal trouble because you know we are on the forefront of uh, all of that for pop culture podcast. But <laughs> yes, allegedly, this is all alleged talk. Yep. Uh, so, oh man. Um, so because of that, unfortunately. Um, so let me see. What is this? Uh, this is from ComingSoon.net. Um, he. One of the texts I saw said said uh he wants to cut her toe off so he could keep it around in his pocket with him all the time and i went creepy but it's kind of cute if you look at it from like a side where he's not actually eating people yeah this is all very strange um oh uh, all right so they're Any apparently from, leaked, anything from else leaked been dms happening? you said what oh yes mm-hmm so he says uh, – so but all of this basically has culminated in he was supposed to star in a movie called uh, Shotgun Wedding, which I'm assuming is a, some kind of romantic comedy, uh, also starring Jennifer Lopez. The, um, I was going to say the lovely aging backwards Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, exactly. He, so he says uh, in, in a quote, he says, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spur- spurious – spurious? Spurious? Spurious, yeah. All right. Attacks against me. I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate is supporting me in this, and I'm grateful to them for that, uh, he said in a statement. So his response to the internet chatter was, I'm dropping out of a movie and not leaving my house for four months because of my kids. Yeah, something seems fishy there. A, that's not a defense statement. B, it clears nothing up. And C, it seems like he made a statement that was completely unrelated to the situation at hand. So I'm going to go. I think we're going to find out some more news about this. Oh, man. I hope not. But (laughs) but if we do, I won't be surprised. (laughs) He is one of those guys that I go, you were on the cusp of being Mm -hmm. the next hollywood it boy yep and what happened to you i don't know like he he disappeared for a long time and then he was in um oh shoot great movie but uh brie larson killian murphy army hammer it's the shootout uh, charles charlton copley's in it it's a shootout it's i can't remember what the name is off the top of my head and i'm sorry but I'm using a cell phone today, guys, so <laughs> I can't do my normal research. Um, but he, um, but it's, it's a shootout over an arms deal, like based like in the '70s in like a warehouse in Boston, and it is a great movie. He popped up in that, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. cool!" And then he was in a movie where he was a bartender in New Orleans that could see ghosts, and I went, "That's a little sliding farther downhill." And then this is the next thing I've heard about him since. So, what is his career right now? I don't know. He seems to be kind of uh, slipping into the uh, sort of romantic comedy lead kind of role. Maybe he's going through that kind of phase that Gerard Butler went through. Oh, please say it isn't so. That was a terrible time for everyone. 
Wasn't he in technically for Gerard? But I was going to say, wasn't he in, he was in that um, Bounty Hunter movie? You said what? He was in that Bounty Hunter movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston. He was also another one with Kate, Catherine Heigl. Maybe he was the Bounty Hunter in the one with Catherine Heigl. I can't remember. It's all the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Army Hammer in Call Me By Your Name? Wasn't he in that? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Okay. He was, which so is that, a I mean, great that's movie. a good movie. Yeah. So, like, he's still doing some good stuff. Oscar attempts. Like, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But the rest of his stuff, I'm like, do you need a manager? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. What is going on with you, bud? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I hope these stories are false, and uh, if they are false, I hope the people responsible are are brought to some sort of justice and shamed for lying. Absolutely. And if they're not lying, then I hope he is brought to justice and shamed for his weird uh, cannibal stuff. <laughs> but yeah, allegedly, yeah, <laughs> alleged cannibal stuff. Yeah. I also just hope that that cannibal stuff isn't real. Yeah, I because hope so as well. I just don't know if I could handle that today. Yeah, for this year, like that's just something that I'm like, mm. no. Like I hate to, anyway, I hate to kink shame, but that that's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, like okay. People. Here's the thing. I just want to put this blanket statement out there. We here at the Weekly Regular don't ever want to yuck anybody's yum. Like, be into what you're into it, but make sure that you're doing it safely and you're not harming anybody. Because if you, what you're into is harming other people in a way that is against their consent, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing it. Like, that's just our that's just our kink shame statement for for the podcast. Do what you're gonna do. Just make sure you're not hurting people in the process. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, I feel better now. Yeah, I feel. I think we all feel better about that. Um, what else we got here? Okay, so there's a movie. There's a Disney Plus movie coming called Flora and Ulysses. Have you seen this? I have seen titles for it, but tell me the the breakdown. All right, it's a, it's adapted from a children's book uh, where a girl named a ten year old girl named Flora, who's an avid comic book fan and self a, a self avowed cynic, <laughs> whose parents have recently separated. Um, she adopts a squirrel named U- Ulysses that she saves from rescues from some kind of trouble. And it turns out Ulysses has superpowers and can talk. Oh, a superpowered squirrel. Yep. Is it voiced by Patton Oswalt? Because that's what I want. No, it's actually they went with a uh, I think this person is a child. I could be wrong, though. Uh, it, uh, Benjamin Evans Ainsworth from The Haunting of Bly Manor. His name is very busy. Yeah, also he's probably British. British. Yeah, he's probably very. That's British. what I was gonna guess. Throw a throw a third or a fourth on there, and you go, "Yep, he's British for sure." <laughs> yeah, uh, it also stars. Uh, her parents are played by um, Allison Hannigan and Ben Schwartz, and the Great. movie also features Danny Pudi from Community, uh, Janine Garofalo, oh, yeah. and Kate Micucci from uh, um, um, well, um, Garfunkel and several Oates. Things, and, but and several Garfunkel things. Garfunkel and Oates. Yep. Yeah, Garfunkel and Oates, another period. Uh, let's see what else. She was a voice on the uh, recent DuckTales run. She's yep. out there. She's getting it She's done. She's doing stuff. Uh, that sounds lovely. I will I will look forward to having to babysit children in the future when I can watch that. Or I'll just watch the show myself. Yeah, that it, sounds like a fun time. It looks very much like – like it looks like there's one person directing all of those, you know – kind of fairy tale i'm a normal child but i have an animated friend like that style of yeah. filmmaking yeah got you so um, it looks like everything else yeah which, but it looks like that, that christopher that, robin movie like it looks like like that which 
which is another cry fest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I never saw that actually. Oh, dude. It's rough. Is it? <laughs> In a good way, but it grabs you by the heart. And it's like, I'm going to squeeze your soul yeah. in your happy spot until you can't let go. You're just like, why? It's like, because I am a movie with emotion. You're like, okay, <laughs> do it. This is so good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, did you hear that uh, Ridley Scott's doing a Napoleon movie? I did see that. Mm-hmm. And I read that. And it's, I'm down. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Starring uh, Joaquin like Phoenix. That's, yep. That, that whole, that whole thing. I just went, yep. I'll mm-hmm. watch that when it comes out. Yeah, I'm uh I'm looking forward to that. Uh I think Ridley Scott will do a great job with a Napoleon story and I I will watch Joaquin Phoenix do just about anything. Um, oh, he could just sit there and eat a sandwich and watch him. <laughs> yeah. Like this is great acting. He just he's I'm eating a sandwich is like, "Look at him, he's so intense." <laughs> yeah, oh man. Did he just brood for a split second and then shift over to uncertainty? Oh yeah. my gosh, this man is a genius. That is so funny. Yeah, it's uh, it looks really good. Uh, or, I mean, it sounds really good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Talking about, may I jump in with a project sure. that I I sent you that I'm excited about? Go for it. Um, Reese Darby and Taika Watiti are teaming up again. Uh, mm-hmm. The creative minds behind uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, are teaming up again to <clears throat> do a um, period comedy pirate show for hbo that sounds so good steed about oh it's reese darby playing the lead as steed bonnet who was Uh um the gentleman the gentleman pirate in the caribbean so essentially historically if you look at it historically steed bonnet you encounter him in assassin's creed black flag for anybody that's played that game he's the chubby faced kind of like moon like oh everything says that this a fun adventure like he's that kind of guy (laughs) like just kind of Paul's around like, where are we going today? You're like, God, get away from me. Yeah. So, you're so inhibiting my missions right now. I can't be yeah. sneaky. Um, so Reese Darby will play Steed Bonnet, mm-hmm. who basically essentially for the time was a – think of it as a – came from an upper middle class farming family. So it was essentially a trust fund kid from an upper middle class family that decided he didn't want to go into the family business. So he bought a ship and became a pirate. <laughs> That is so it's hilarious. This kid, it's this guy who's basically this trust fund baby who's in over his head being a pirate who actually makes a decent go about it. But he's in this perfect nexus point in history where he's meeting people like Blackbeard and like all these other famous pirates, Calico Jack. And he's palling around <laughs> with them and they kind of teach this – they teach this idiot man-child like how to become a pirate basically. That's very so funny. So that's what it is historically. So I'm excited for this because it's going to be – like I can't wait. It's going to be off the wall. It's going to be weird. It's going to be very yes. like just not your typical like – that. if you liked what we do in the shadows, which I loved it. Yes. Like that sense of humor applied to piracy – I'm going to lose my mind. It sounds so good. Yeah, that sounds really funny. I'm a big fan. Uh, I have. It's funny. I haven't seen the What We Do in the Shadows movie, but I love the show, really? like the TV show adaptation. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. The show is See, really I'm good, exec- though. I'm the opposite. I've seen a couple episodes of the show, mm-hmm. but I've watched the movie multiple times. Gotcha. Dude, you've got to watch the movie. Yeah, I will. Oh, holy crap. Rapid's funny. <laughs> yeah. Reese Darby's in it and he plays the leader of the werewolf pack, that's like the <laughs> the rivals of the vampires. Yeah. God, it's funny. 
because yeah. he runs the pack like a self-help group, like an AA group kind of thing. Where he's yeah. like, what do we not do? We don't do that. Like, yeah. It's so funny. Have you seen uh have you seen the episode of X-Files that he's in? Uh like the, it was like the later one. It's like when they did like the revival season. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, it the episode is written by Kumail Nanjiani and it stars Reese Darby as <laughs> he is and so the Mulder and Scully get like word of like a um like a lizard man in the forest or whatever. Oh. And uh and so they go out yes. to investigate and it, but when they what they discover is Reese Darby is a lizard man who was bitten by a were person. And so he so in the full moon, he becomes a human being. And so, like, <laughs> the whole episode is like Reese Darby, like coming face to face and reconciling with all his new humanness. Like he's like, suddenly I, oh. I have the urge to, like, spend most of my time doing a meaningless task just for the sense of satisfaction. Like, it's, it's just like it's just an opportunity That's to comment on human existence. But it's really funny. Like, it. <laughs> That's so good. I'm going to watch that today. He's like, my hair oh, is falling out. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's really, he's, it's really funny. You have to watch it. Oh, that sounds so good. It's like, he's like reconciling with now being conscious. It's it's really funny. It's it's really funny. Episode. Oh, geez, if you're into Reese Darby, awesome. you'll love that episode. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, I am yep. like his brand of comedy. Every time I've watched it mm-hmm. and, or see the trailer, I get so excited with Welcome to Jumanji. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. There's no one else I would rather have welcoming me to this crazy world than Reese Darby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking so of, of movie properties you love, uh, Disney Plus yeah. is doing a sequel to Enchanted. Yeah. Called Disenchanted. Yes, I know. What happens? Do they uh, shine comes off the apple? They I find don't out know. that their marriage wasn't fully legalized. I don't know. I don't know if there's any plot. Um, let's see. Probably not. They probably just they probably just made an announcement like we're making it, and James Marsden's on board. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any plot details. It's just a sequel. Everyone's right. back though, so should be cool. Great, awesome. Sounds awesome. That's yeah. one of those. That's the type of movie news that we come across that I just go, great, awesome. I, yeah, good wholesome family fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm going to research about it until it comes out on Netflix, on Disney Plus, And I'm just going to be like, oh, cool, that's out. Let's watch it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a research project for me where I'm like, right. let's watch every development that happens. Like, Spider-Man right. 3 is happening right now. Right. Uh, like, did you what see? What is happening? I don't know. Did you see? Everyone, everyone is in this movie. Oh, man, we are going to get into that uh, shortly. Uh, I'm so yeah. confused. It's, it's, cr- it's nuts. I'm super excited, though, but it's crazy. Um, are we – okay, I have to save my comments, otherwise I'm just going to start talking about it. Okay. You know, no, let's, it's next, fine. We can go there. Go. We can go there. We can okay. go to Marvel stuff now. Let's, let's go to Marvel Here's stuff. Here's my question. Yeah. Are we going to get, like, five different versions of this movie, like the director – like, the cuts for Blade Runner? Like, because <laughs> the amount of cast that we have, you're off – me like five different storylines that could be executed with, with everybody that's like coming out and rumored to be a part of it i'm like what is happening my other thing is is sony going to make their own version of this movie and release it against a marvel version of this movie like a disney marvel version of this movie mm-hmm. it's there's too many people there's too many people yeah uh, so 
this is this is what it, it, I'm going to read this quote from Kevin Feige, and then I want uh, to ask you a question. But this this quote will be interesting. He was recently in an interview asked about the the defenders, like you know Iron Fist and um, uh, Luke Cage and all those guys, and yeah, Charlie Luke Kirk, Cage, Jessica Jones. Yeah, uh, Charlie Kirk is Daredevil. Um, uh, basically, he was asked. Cox, uh, sorry, know, we're going to get ripped. Sorry, Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox, Charlie Kirk. Anyway, uh, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Um, I'll correct you before they can. That's yeah. how I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, Kevin Feige said, everything is on the board. Um, uh, that's the one fun thing about these characters, uh, it, or these comics, is that the characters would appear and disappear and come and go. All of it is inspiration for the future. There are some great characters and actors from those shows, period. Um, all of, And that is coming off the heels of the news that Charlie uh, Cox has wrapped filming for the, the new Spider-Man movie <laughs> as Daredevil. Um, so let me ask you this, Which, Derek. Yeah, a- ask me a question. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, what do you think? So, do you think this Spider-Man? If you ask me what I think the plot of this movie is going to be, I'm just going to tell you I have no idea. Well, here, so t- I-, I can ask you. I'll ask you to. I'll ask you the question twofold. One, what do okay, you cool, think yeah. the plot of? The, well, so I'll ask you what do you think the plot of the movie is, and in a separate question, an addendum to that. Uh, what do you think, do you think all of these guest stars are going to be sprinkled throughout the movie or they're going to be in one sequence? Go. (laughs) Start talking Uh, now. (laughs) Now, uh, use your brain after all that information. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, be smart. Uh, let's see. Okay. I think that the Daredevil cameo is going to either happen as – this is my best guess – either in a single sequence like you were saying or as a mid or post credits scene to then launch us to get excited about a Daredevil movie mm-hmm. or a Daredevil show. Something that we haven't seen before, something that we didn't know was being made, something that mm-hmm. wasn't on the major slate for like the uh, mm-hmm. for the, um, the shareholders meeting, right, like we talked about last yeah. time. So that's what I'm thinking is it's going to be something like that that's going to branch it out. Or because Spider-Man is part of the Defenders, they have Charlie Cox on there as Daredevil because that was the one person out of all the rest of the Defenders mm-hmm. on Netflix that minus – well, he's not. But everybody loves John Barenthal as the Punisher, which I also mm-hmm. like. Let's see more of that, please. Yeah. I want more of that in my life. <laughs> um, but – What's up? No, I just laughed. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're a very funny, so, charming person, Derek. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel so <laughs> special now. So are you with that thank beautiful you. smile. Thank you. Um, charmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think Charlie Cox is going to be – so I think the sequence that's going to happen is I think that they're clearly – if they're introducing Electro and Doc Ock and all that stuff, they're bringing in the Sinister Six. So right. my my – my brain slides to this. There's going to be a situation in which the Sinister Six or part of the Sinister Six are going to show up, right? We've already mm-hmm. got the other two Spider-Men that are being – that are and uh, Miles Morales reportedly floating around out there at some point. So we've got all of those in play. So I wonder if at some point he's going to fight the Sinister Six with, with those Spider-Men, and they're going to need a little bit of help. So that's when you see Daredevil come in, and I think – and possibly I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a new reboot of Luke Cage and Power Fist on deck as well to jump in and uh, have some fun because – or at least some sort of nod to them 
to a sort of a defender's nod kind of situation um, just to kind of keep people, you know, at least for, for Disney to go, we haven't forgotten that you like these characters and we know that you hated the Netflix series and we're going to do them better. So that's kind of where I think it's going to happen. I even think Charlie Cox is going to show up at the, in a mid or end credit sequence, or it'll be a defender's nod during the middle, like during an action sequence of the film. That sounds good. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think that, that sounds good. Um, I, my instinct is to say that um, I think we're going to be deal in the, the first act of this movie. I think we're going to be dealing with the ramifications of everyone knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Cause don't forget that happened in, at the to. end of the last movie. Um, I think you, have to. you can't yeah. drop something like that and then go back to normal. Yes. I think um, Charlie Cox is going to be Peter Parker's attorney. Um, I think he's going to show up. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to say, look, kid, um, people are saying you're Spider-Man, but he's going to take the case because he knows that this kid needs an attorney, but also he wants to know who this Spider-Man is. So like if this kid possibly knows who Spider-Man yeah. is or if he is Spider-Man, I need to know that because he's in my neck of the woods type of situation. So I think Charlie yeah. Cox is going to be like, look, kid, you need an attorney. You know, people are throwing around all these crazy accusations of vigilantism and all this. You're going to need an attorney in your corner. And I think um, they're going to have a cute moment where they both discover that they're superheroes. And then I think he might even, Charlie Cox may butt heads with um, uh, Doctor Strange uh, because Doctor Strange is also supposed to be like a guide through this movie for Peter. Um, so I think they might, yeah. might they might bub heads like because <laughs> Doctor Strange is like trying to introduce Peter, who is now the de facto kind of leader of the Avengers. Uh, he's trying to lead Peter in teaching him about, you know, the the multiverse and all this hoo ha. And and <laughs> and Charlie Cox's Daredevil is like, no, man, there's real problems on the streets that he needs to worry about. And he's like, sorry, but everything can't be solved with fists like that. They're going to have that kind of clashing. You know what I mean? And that's what and honestly, this would be a line from Charlie Cox's Daredevil with the way they played it. He'd be like. Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. I fix things with my fists. You've, you've never been to Hell's night. Kitchen. Like, you've never been to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's exactly how it would be. Yeah. Give a little New York Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's probably true. Dueling mentors. I like I think it. there will be some of that. Uh, and uh, and I think Spider-Man, in his frustration to try to figure everything out, may, may they may pull like a thing where like, you know, like you guys, you know, you stop all the fighting and that type of thing. And he kind of gets frustrated with that and just kind of and I think that's maybe when he accidentally like somehow in his multiverse training, like allows uh, the villains from the other movies to come through. Um, I think that mm. I think that it may have something to do with um, Uncle Ben. Um it may be a situation where once he starts to realize that there's this multiverse and there's other versions of me out there, there might be other versions of Uncle Ben, and I just want a chance to talk to him again type of thing. And Doctor Strange is like, no, you're not ready. Don't do that. Don't, don't push that button. Use the other mustard. And uh, <laughs> and he goes through the other yeah, he goes through the portal to talk to, you know, Uncle Ben in sort of the uh, in one of the other universes or whatever and leaves the door open and all these villains start to come through. Um, that would be my guess as to what the plot of the movie is. Um, so loosely. Peter Parker does a looky. So Peter Parker does a looky loo into the multiverse and accidentally pulls a whoopsie daisy by letting some people through. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Got it. Um, I like it. Yeah. I think that sounds fun. And I think uh, I think 
the vi- and because of that, I think the villains, um, I think the villains will be sprinkled throughout the movie. Uh, I think there will definitely be a final, some kind of big final showdown between him and the entire Sinister Six. But I think like uh, the different villains will show up at different times uh, throughout the movie. I don't think it's just going to be a one sequence thing. I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, gotcha. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, whatever. We'll find out. Although I am also not uh, not going to be surprised when they cast an actual kitchen sink to star in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because they're throwing everything, everything else but in. It. Yeah. Um, uh, Starring uh, a kitchen sink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don Pardo is the uh, the movie announcer. God, I hope he does. Adam Sandler, Sp- a kitchen sink. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, other Marvel news we got here. Uh, this one was surprising, and we texted each other about this. Chris Evans is in final talks to return to the MCU as Captain America. That is true, but also the new news is that he tweeted, I have no idea. But as we all know, all of the actors for Marvel are giant liars when it comes to their involvement in the in this stuff like right i love that it was like she hulk tatiana maslani and she's like no and we're like yeah and then they're like yeah she's like yes we know like just stop mm-hmm. like it's fine just i'm sorry the news broke before you were ready for it but just accept it and move on please like we already know what's happening yeah um we're a bunch of nosy nelly nerds like come on yep um i think so uh i guess the deal is he it, the deal is to it's unlikely that it will be another installment of the Captain America series, which obviously right. um, but rather will be a supporting uh, appearance in a separate project with an option for a also for a return in a second film. Um, so. Yeah, I wonder I wonder I wonder what the plan is. For for for, Son, for Cap, I couldn't tell you. What do you think? I can't even begin. I mean, I'll just wildly speculate, like just throw everything at the wall. Yeah. Um, it could be a tie in to Falcon Winter Soldier. It could be yeah. a small part that they're reshooting for Multiverse of Madness. It could be, jeez, uh, it could be mm-hmm. anything. It could be they could be starting because, you know, they're going to start their lineup for Young Avengers. It could be something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he could be Big Daddy team leader. Like it's, you know, it it's literally it could be anything at this point because marvel has now decided that they're going to make everything yeah everything they've ever done they're making it now and even some stuff they haven't done i'm like awesome i think at this point i just go i don't even know what it's gonna be yeah i think he shows up in captain america or i think he shows up in falcon winter soldier at some point as a cameo maybe in like the season finale or something um yeah you know, either as like maybe as like a projection or like a a dream or uh you know uh something. I think he shows up again. Um, well, there is a there is the precedent for him coming back mm-hmm. because there was the whole storyline where Captain America's the Super Soldier Serum went dormant and he turned into Old Man Steve, and that's how Sam uh, got the shield and became the new right. Falcon Captain Captain America hybrid. So mm-hmm. we could be. They've set it up to where that could be what happens. So True. we could see something like that, which would be, I, okay. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter said right. um, a a mini series about Cap's adventures um, after he 
returned oh, oh the whatever he jumps through time yeah when he jumps back to in time stones yeah to return the stones like a mini series about him returning the stones that could be interesting be cool. um I, I mean i would love to see that well, i think that's a little that unlikely would, i don't know how interesting i think i would find that you know because it would yeah. read as more of like a episodes of like a vignette of like Haha, look at his wacky travels through time like unless there's like putting it like sneaking around like it's like tiptoeing putting stones back <laughs> right like, i am I don't yeah. know how like interesting or like locked in I'd be for that. You so. know, you know what he could also um, make a cameo in is the Loki show, hmm. um, because Loki oh, that show is all yes. about Loki jumping through timelines. So that could he could pop up there, he could pop up in the in the Doctor Strange and multitude in the multiverse of madness. Um, yeah, I think I think it's possible. I don't I don't think this the anything multitudinous multiverse. Of yeah, madness. the multitudinous the multi <laughs> yes exactly the molten <laughs> multitudes of multiverse of madness. Um, the molten <laughs> multitudinous multiverse of madness. Yes, starring Moloch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Modok. Um, hey. Yeah, I don't think he. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's doing some separate project. I think he's just gonna do some cameo no. appearances somewhere. Which is good. He was very adamant. Yeah, he's he like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, I'm out. And then like, Marvel said, you. I'm out. And then Marvel said, will you do some cameos? He's like, I don't think so. They're like, we'll give you $20 million. He's like, all right, we'll I'll do it. all of the money. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you all of the money for five minutes on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let me see. Is there any more Marvel news before moving on? Uh, let me see. Uh, Kevin Kevin Feige was asked about, or Feig was asked about uh, when Nova would appear, oh. and asked about the two different character, two different uh, guys that had played Nova, uh-huh. and they were like, "Is it like?" And his answer was, "Yes and yes." They were like, <laughs> "What does that mean?" He's like, "Well, basically, we could just do everything." So yeah, you'll see Nova popping up at some point. But he said, and the thing that I respect about him, as he said it, but it always, as always, it comes down to timing. And does it make sense to put him in in the larger story that we're trying to tell for mm-hmm. all of our properties all at once? And I go, that is why you are the man. So we will see Nova popping up at some point in some sort of iteration. And I am excited to basically see the Starfleet Academy's version of Superman cruising through the Guardians of the Galaxy like area. You know, who, who area would you cast space. as Nova? Uh, oof. Well, I was going to say Army Hammer, but uh, he eats people, <laughs> allegedly. So let's not go that route. That would be unsafe for people on set. Yeah. Um, does he? Do you think when he looks at people, allegedly, that he looks at them like those uh, cartoons, the Looney Tunes on a desert island where people turn into hot dogs and pieces of pizza? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's see. Nova. So think like, yeah, he's, he's basically. No who? Yeah, he's kind of like a space cop but like the baddest space he's cop space, there ever was he's a space cop superman yeah essentially yeah um i don't know man i think i mean for screen testing i'd definitely throw ryan quantin in there who is that true blood he's true the blood. brother from true blood let me look this uh, up he's an aussie guy blonde looks he's a, ha- attractive ryan uh, bulks quantin. up well how do you spell his last name do you know bulks k-w-a-n-t E-N I found it. Or T A N. Ryan Quantin. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen this guy before. 
he's been kind of under the radar, not doing a lot lately. So I think like that'd be perfect because you know how Disney seemingly likes to take actors that have done a, have a body of work, have a following, but then also have. Oh, been does he a have a lately? body of work? Oh, he's right. got a sick Hubba, body Hubba. of work. <laughs> Look at that sweet V of body of work. You know Capital what I'm saying, v. ladies? <laughs> um, so I think he would be a good choice. Um, I think that oh, who else would be? You need someone like, depending on like blonde and attractive. Yeah, that's the blonde, attractive, and looks good, like bulking up. Which is a lot of people when you can when Marvel pays for your fitness and your food tracking and everything like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, I think so. Right off the bat, my my brain goes to, and I don't know if he'd be allowed to do this because I don't know if he's still under contract with um, Warner Brothers. But I think Chris Pine would be a great casting choice for that. Oh, he'd be awesome. Yeah, let's get him out of the crappy DC universe and put him into something where he can really show his. Let Steve Trevor die. (laughs) Seriously, again. um, Yeah. He'd basically be doing like a version of Captain Kirk, and I don't know if I hate that, you know? No, I I love that. Like, obviously, he's he's a way more competent actor than that, and he's got way more range. But, like, I could just see him being that kind of, you know, Captain Kirk character, and I – I want to see that movie now. Yep, that's what I want. Your <laughs> your choice is better. Yep. Um yeah, I think yeah. Wait. Oh wow. So so uh, looks like there's a rumored casting of <laughs> this is from August 20 this is comic book news August 21st, 2019. Um who is this guy? Some guy who was in uh what was that? Dunkirk. Let me see who his name Ooh, good. is Great movie. The rumor comes from TVO Christopher Nolan. Uh, for it. Uh, according to Nova the Human Rocket. Let me see. Uh, what is this guy? This is name? the exact kind of speed reading of the news you can expect on the weekly regular, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is claimed that a flick will be killer taking, audio. Taking a quick look at it. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think so. The and rumor that's is that's the moment we all wait for. Yeah, I know, right? Um, when you so finally re- get to the news. <laughs> um, let me see. And now the following the rumor is, is rumored now that Kevin Feige. Uh, all right, so the rumor was Kevin Feige and Marvel are looking at a quote unquote Christopher Nolan actor to play Richard Ryder in the MCU. The rumor comes from TVO okay. from this weekly YouTube show on the Lords of Longbox channel. According to the rumor, Marvel and Feige are set are setting a meeting with a 20-something actor who appeared in a Christopher Nolan movie to audition for Richard Ryder, otherwise known as Nova the Human Rocket. Um, so it hasn't been disclosed which actor it is, but at the time of this news breaking, Dunkirk was the last movie that Christopher Nolan had made. And so they were so there's speculation as to which actor it was. Um, Got it. Uh, some actors from the movie She's who fit great. the bill. Uh, the first one they went with is Harry Styles because he's 20-something yeah. and he's the biggest name in the movie. Um, and he I writes actually, songs that everybody thinks are the song of the summer, but I think are the most boring thing on audio. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at Harry Styles. I, here's the thing. I want to see Harry Styles in more serious acting. Yeah. Like roles. I get before that. Before I see him in that, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him take what Robert Pattinson did after Twilight and go a little dark with this stuff, go a little introspective, go a little bit more character piece. I just, I need to see Harry Styles acting chops 
at a larger scale before I'm like, you know, going to be excited and all in because I love Nova as little as I know about the character. Like I love the character and I'm kind of like, I'd like to see it go to somebody that's going to do it justice, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, my initial reaction is meh, but <laughs> I'll back off and be like, no, that's, I want to see him more stuff before, before that comes out. For sure. Yep. Um, so. There's another actor from the movie um, that is potentially could be him is uh, Fionn, Fionn or Fionn Whitehead. Uh, he's the same age oh, as yeah. Nova in the Annihilation, in the Annihilation comic. Uh, yeah, I mean, he kind of, I mean, the movie is about 20-year-old British soldiers. Uh, so, like, they, you know, they all kind of look the same. <laughs> yeah, there's all Young, of pale, white guys movie. with brown hair. <laughs> Are you an up-and-coming Brit actor who's in yeah. their 20s? Then why don't you be in Dunkirk? Okay, how many do we get? All of them. Yeah. Uh, also... I mean, it. Uh, outside of Dunkirk, there's uh, Timothy Chalamet, who was in yeah. Interstellar. So he he would be oh. good. Um, yeah. Timothy Chalamet's great. Yeah. I like him. Did you see The King? I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? On, on Netflix? Ooh. It's good. Like, I was on, I was on the fence with him because I saw him in Lady Bird and I was like, this skinny little yeah <laughs> cigarettes yeah like, but that also attunes to the fact that like it that's something that's my problem towards that type of person and he portrayed that well enough to where i was like man this guy stay away from him Sergio ronan like, yeah <laughs> um but uh but no i was kind of on the fence i was like is this gonna be another like waifish person that they're like he just looks like a heroin addict in the in the 18 late 1800s but he's really good but mm-hmm. he's not that great of an actor because hollywood does that for time to time they're like look at this amazing actor and i'm like eh, it's not so i wasn't really like super on board i didn't hate him but i wasn't on board with it until mm-hmm. i saw the king and oh buddy if you haven't seen that woof the whole performance all the way through i was like this is awesome and then the very end he has this extremely powerful moment at the end of the movie and i was it left me with like okay i'm a huge fan of this guy now like, I cannot wait to see what he does. And then, yeah, and then they were like, he might be in Dune. He's in Dune. And I was like, yes. Oh, yes. All the trades. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Dune. And I'm probably never, just for the people listening, I'm never going to shut up about Dune until I see it. Just so you know. I'm so excited. <laughs> you, my um, cat is now shouting at me. Come here. That's okay. Come here. Charlie's staring at me like, with her toy trying to be like, so when are we playing? Are you done yet? <laughs> My cat, like, <laughs> come here. All right. She's joining us. All right. Here we go. All right. Katie's so in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Katie's here. Pets All right. And pals today. <laughs> so let's go through um, just a couple more of these stories oh. and then we'll dive into our review uh, for this episode. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick piece of news. I saw right before we got on. Uh, did you see the news about Moon Knight? I did. Uh, Ethan Hawke, correct? Yes, he's going to be the villain. Ooh, I like that. I know. I like Ethan Hawke uh, a lot. I like him. Yeah. I do, too. He's so good. I, uh, Gattaca was on TV the other day. Mm-hmm. And, oh, if you don't think I just stopped everything I was doing to watch Gattaca, then you are <laughs> misguided. Uh, yeah, no, Ethan Hawke's great, and I'm excited to see him uh, against Oscar Isaacs as the villain. Mm-hmm. I didn't see which villain he was going to be playing. I think they were just like, he's the bad guy. It's like, great. And I know nothing about Moon Knight, so they could have listed the villain and I would have no idea. Yeah. So 
I'm yeah. I'm excited Solid about that. Solid choices. Yeah. Uh, do you think he'll be super powered or no, Ethan Hawke? Ooh, do you mean like super powered in the same way Moon Knight is? By yeah, like, like will he have superpowers gods? or will he just be like a regular, like the head of a corporation or something? I would like to see both happen, like a bad Bruce Wayne. <laughs> That'd be really cool. You know, like this guy who is, who is, and again, listeners, I don't know much about Moon Knight, so if I'm completely off base, you can get at me on the socials at the end of the episode. And <laughs> we can discuss it, um, which I'm 100% down to do. Uh, yeah, so I think it would be cool to have him be somebody who also has a similar set of powers given to him by some dark gods who mm-hmm. then you know, doesn't age and runs a corporation from the shadows. Mm-hmm. So he's got all the money in the world, all that stuff. And he, he set himself up as a God on earth, you know, but then he's got, you know, Oscar Isaac's moon Knight goes <laughs> about that. And, uh, you know, they have some fighting and some slap fights and, yeah. <laughs> uh, people learn some things along the way. And, um, yeah. And then we're all left better after it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you I think, think? That, I think that sounds good. Yeah, I think he'll probably be playing, um, he'll probably be playing some kind of corporate, um, bad guy that Moon Knight has to like take. sleazebag. Yeah, who has to like, like I'm imagining Moon Knight like the 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 big third act fight sequence is like Moon Knight has to make his way from the the you know the the street level ground level floor of a high rise building and has to fight his way to the top. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. you know, like All that of type the of thing. scene of Daredevil. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, please. Just that brutal hand to hand John Wick Daredevil Punisher style, like fighting. I'm like, just give it to me. Like put put moon. Give it to Moon Knight. Like, let's just see what he can do. I'm down. Yeah. Um, um, you but see, yeah. Uh, Andy yeah, Samberg is good. doing a uh, Andy Samberg's doing a sci fi comedy for Apple. I'm sorry, you say his name right. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not. I'm here for it, though. Yeah, it looks good. He's partnering with uh, Noah Hawley from uh, Fargo oh, and um, Ben Stiller. So that should be interesting. Oh, excellent. Some kind That'll of sci-fi comedy. Project yeah. for sure. Um, oh, this one uh, I was really curi- I was really interested about. Um, Darren Aronofsky is directing a movie starring Brendan Fraser about... I'm double listening. Yeah, it's about, um, let's see what it is. Uh, it's a, it's an adapt, it's an adaptation of a play. Um, and it's based on, uh, the 2012 Samuel D. Hunter play. The story is set on the outskirts of Mormon country, Idaho, and centers on a 600-pound recluse as he hides away in his apartment, eating himself to death. Desperate to reconnect with his long-estranged daughter, he reaches out to her only to find a viciously sharp-tongued and wildly unhappy teen. And Brendan so Fraser is playing is the 600-pound man, not the teenage daughter. Oh! <laughs> ah, got it. Okay, yeah. so it's going to be weird if he's in pigtails. He's a very big man. Yeah. Um, not 600 pounds big. No, he's no, a, he's not. a large dude. He is a large man. He's very tall. Um, he is, which is what made his physicality in the Mummy so believable. Yes. God, that movie's so good. Yep. Oh, um. Yeah. Okay. Great. That sounds like something that uh, might be. I mean, if it's Aronofsky, it's gonna be. It's gonna be shooting for some awards for yeah. sure. Dare we so say Oscar Brendan... for Brendan Fraser? 
I think we might actually. Um, he's been doing some great. Honestly, I've been watching Doom Patrol lately. I'm mm-hmm. almost done with season one. And man, his performance in that is it's really good. Nice. Like he delves into some he's like the way he has crafted the character that he's playing or like mm-hmm. he's done his character work. Boy, howdy. Like it is it's anchored and it is good for a man who is a brain that's stuck inside of a robot. Like he brings a lot of human brings a lot of human humanity to that character, which I'm like very, every time I'm on, I'm like, he steals the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. I saw, I saw him do that character on an episode of Titans and he was really good at it. So stoked about it. Oh, was he a crossover? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. They do a whole episode dedicated to the doom patrol. It's pretty good. Um, Awesome. Yep. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Uh, it's a twisted show, and it? I love it. Yeah. Oh, you got to get into it, man. It's I it starts to. off like my buddy Nick. I uh, I had him started because I was talking to him about it because he needed a show, and the way the way I described it was it is dark and twisted in all the ways that you want it to be, but also in some surprising ways that you weren't prepared for. And from frame one, it goes, "This is a weird show." about weirdos that get themselves in these strange situations. So if you're not comfortable with this, it's only going to get weirder from here. Like, <laughs> That's funny. And every episode when they try to get weird, it just double weird. I'm overusing the term weird because I don't know another like term to use. It's just strange, yeah. but like in a delightful mm-hmm. way. All right. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I need yeah. another show to watch. Yeah. Now. Highly recommend it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Get on it, man. It's good. Cool. It's good. Uh, and it's like everything stems from character motivation as opposed to outside influences. So it's very like not the way DC normally does their stuff. Mm-hmm. Right on. So I'm into that. Yeah. That's why I think it's successful. Cool. Um, Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman are in talks for uh, an Aaron Sorkin directing uh, feature. Um, a, called, called Walk and Talk the movie? Yeah. Called Being the Ricardos. It's about um, – uh, uh oh, what's his name? Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball Ricky. and uh and uh what's his Ricky was Ricky's real name Ricky Ricardo? Ricky Ricardo. Okay, then yes. yeah. I no, so. Desi Arnaz. Oh, Desi Arnaz. Desi Whatever. Arnaz. He's always going to be Ricky Ricardo. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. That's true. just how it's going to be. Yep. So, I think that's a good you pairing. You play such an iconic character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good pairing. I think, I think they're awesome. really good. Um, I'll be interested to see Nicole Kidman's character work for Le- Lucille Ball. I know that accent is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it's a very specific voice you have to achieve that a lot of people know about. I know, I know. If you ever, if you ever a white kid, I mean, I don't know about about you, but like for me and my friends, if you ever a white kid in the '90s who was sick and had to stay home from school, you watched a <laughs> lot of I Love Lucy. Yep, a lot of I Love Lucy. A lot uh, of I Love Lucy, and then, and then, uh, what was it? Um, his face. He's a sheriff. Uh, Space? Uh, Don, Don, no, Don Knotts was Andy was Griffith's show. It's, it's, it's a sh- Andy Griffith's show. Thank you. Yeah. So it was I Love Lucy, Andy uh-huh. Griffith's show, and all you had to do was get through that hour, and then the good stuff started happening because the block after that on afternoons was Magnum PI, Maverick, and then the A Team. Mm-hmm. So staying home from school, sick on a weekday, that was a good time. Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Turner classic movies. Andy Griffith with, <laughs> Oh, man, you watch I Love Lucy and Andy Griffith with your mom. And then when she goes off to do, well, OK, I'm going to go get some stuff done around the house. Then it's like, yeah, my shows can start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my stories. Yeah. Uh, in some video game news, um, Lucasfilm Games uh, made some announcements. They uh, yes. announced a new Indiana Jones centered video game, 
which sounds very I was promising. Talk to you about that. So here's my question about that. Mm-hmm. Do you think Indiana Jones has enough to make a video game, or mm-hmm. is it such a very specific thing in everybody's minds that if they try to do anything to it? It just won't be successful because that's my worry. It's on that razor's right. edge of like it's either going to be wildly successful and so much fun to play or it'll be one of the worst video games that's ever been made. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I I, really doubt that it'll be based on any of the movies. I think it's just going to be basically oh, Tomb not. Raider set in the 30s with you know Indiana Jones, <laughs> which I'm, I'm totally fine Raider. with. <laughs> Tomb Raider meets Uncharted. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah. in the 30s. Tomb Raider meets Uncharted in the 30s. Yeah. Okay. I'm with it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. I, here's the thing. I'm definitely going to buy it. Oh, of course. Unless it has massively terrible reviews. I'm going to buy it. It's like the Avengers game that we both were like, yeah, this is awesome. And then we finished the campaign and we haven't played it together yeah. since. <laughs> Man, this wasn't awesome. <laughs> Ooh, this was just the same mission over and over again. You got wow. it. More robots. You ca- yeah. <laughs> oh, and I love how they're like backpedaling now. And they're like, here's the DLC. We're going to add Hawkeye. Kate Bishop Hawkeye. <laughs> and I'm like, it's too – no one cares. It's too late. Yeah, it's it's far too late for this. Um, also in that same press release, um, Lucasfilm Games announced that they're doing a new open world Star Wars game being made by Ubisoft. Um, which is good, uh, makers of Assassin's Creed and whatnot. Yeah, that means it'll be actually successful as an open world game, as opposed to the um, the last one they tried to make, where yeah, nothing was clear in the where you're supposed to go. And I got stuck pretty much in the first couple hours that I was playing it, and I just like, I don't like this. Yeah. I'm out. And then I, I went back to playing God of War. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that game. Uh, it was really unnecessarily difficult in some parts, though, which made it very yeah. frustrating. The- Fighting, yeah, the the, the fighting, fighting mechanics were very crazy frustrating. mechanically difficult. Yeah, like the the free running too. Like you have to, like the free running, like trying to do those somatic sequences of like climbing on the outside of that ship in the beginning, where it's like you can climb walls. I'm like, this just feels it feels clunky, and it felt like just it felt like they used a a game that wasn't quite finished but the mechanics the the wall climbing mechanics were done from like 2011 like mm-hmm. it just felt very felt very behind the times i you know yeah like definitely not a, a competitive game for sure yeah if if this is going to be basically kind of like you know assassin's creed meets star wars where like you're able to travel between planets and stuff in real time jump into hyperspace yeah. like do different world missions and stuff like that. Like if it's that, I am completely on board. That sounds really fun. Couple of things. One, give me more of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Great games, mm-hmm. awesome time, fighting mechanics, everything, force powers, everything mm-hmm. makes sense. Give me more of that. Give me more world-to-world jump hopping, like in Mass Effect, and give me the ability to customize the crap out of my character and yes. my ship. Yes, and I, give me. Yes, and give me. A speeder when I'm rolling around outside of my ship on big planets. Yeah, I can also customize. Yeah, Come I on. would love the option to be able to, uh, like, uh, Destiny style, be able to choose like the different like kind of character that you are. Like, it would be yes. so cool to pick between like a Jedi, like a uh, like a what do you call it? like a fighter pilot, 
you know like that would be that'd be really yeah. like a yoda or something <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, a you, droid you could, you could that'd be sick well it's it's the star wars universe it doesn't have to be human yeah you could be a human humanoid or robot mm-hmm. like that'd be sick dude that'd be great my favorite destiny character was one of was one of the warlocks that i played where i had i was a robot i'm like this is dope i want to be a robot jedi yeah that would be sick you should be able to definitely like, be a go. robot a human or droid robot or droid Jedi, like I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. Um uh yeah, I it'd hope a, it is that. Be a, is it a Twi'lek? Is that the race with the big old like flesh things that the two big flesh like I don't octopus know. arms that come off the back of their head or whatever? You'd be one of those. Yeah. You great. could be a uh You'd a, be uh, one of the race that Darth Maul's from. Be yeah. awesome. You could be one of those uh Ewok? Yeah, one of those it's a trap guys. Yes, uh, 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 not Mon Calamari. What is his name? Uh, that's the joke name. Uh, what is his name? I am such a bad Star Wars uh, fan right now. Oh, Admiral, Admiral Akbar, Akbar, isn't it? Akbar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a trap. Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Yeah. All right. Locust fighters and ash foil positions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Um, let's see if there's any more. Oh, did you see? Um, oh, if you could, if you could be at an Admiral Akbar race running yeah. around. I would just make the voice the entire time. Like, yeah. I've got to cut you in half. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> did, did you see the the Warner Brothers HBO Max? Like, we're putting out a bunch of movies this year. Announcement yes. thing. The the drop that they're giving you everything. Yes. Um. Yes, so we saw did. some footage in that. We saw um some a little bit of Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, you mean the giant punch yeah the punch heard around the world (laughs) yeah i saw that i was like "Ooh, now i'm in i'll watch that Um, i haven't kept up i saw kong skull island okay after that i haven't kept up on the other universal like big mega monster thing that they're doing so i need to watch the godzilla did you see the godzilla movie i saw yeah the first one is good the second one is fine and bobby brown yeah the second one is fine uh it's not great but it is fine okay um but Yeah, it, that movie is basically just a setup movie to to set up Kong versus uh, uh, Godzilla. Okay. But um, yeah, so don't I'm, really I'm excited about it. it. But... No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Get estimates. Okay. Um, Get estimates. Yes. <laughs> we saw some footage from uh, Mortal Kombat. Did you see those pictures? Yes, we did. Oh, I, I did. I'm and excited. Got... <laughs> My child, inner child, got very excited when mm-hmm. sub-zero popped up and made that knife out of ice i was like yeah I, my little kid screamed it was just like ah! <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm very excited to finally see mortal kombat done well uh it's gonna be yes it's gonna be good i'm excited um finally i know right it's been a long yeah, time it's been coming. a while um let's see what else i like that they made they tried to make street fighter with john claude van damme and went oh this doesn't work yeah, and then Mortal Kombat, they're like, it kind of works. So we're gonna make a few more movies and an internet show. We're gonna kind of tease you, and now we're gonna take it seriously. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, good. Yep. I just hope the fight choreography. I hope it's actual fight choreography and not shaky cam, shaky cam BS. They yeah. Can't handle the like close stuff. Like these guys don't actually know how to fight, but quick movements implies that they're actually like. It's like no, no, no. I want full full choreographed matrix style fighting mm-hmm. or better yet donnie yen level choreography give that to me <laughs> yep i am right there with you um looks like i'm seeing that 
Charlie Cox was spotted on set. I want to see if there's any notes about what how he was dressed or anything. Um, I remember the Electro with the former style. Sweatpants. Mustard stains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yankees cap. Just loving it. He was just on set for a visit. It's fine. Yeah. Um, he actually didn't even know where they were filming. He just kind of wandered on. He's been so bored lately since Daredevil wrapped filming. I know, right? Um, doesn't seem that there was. No, nah, it doesn't seem like there's any, any any like. Oh, he was wearing this costume. I would be, I would be shocked if they let any images go just yet. Right. Um. Okay. Then I think that wraps all the the news for this installment of weekly regular movie news. Um. We watched a TV show. Uh, yesterday, at least the first two episodes of said show, um, we watched uh, Marvel's WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Um, what uh, Were you excited about this going in? What was your, your initial feelings about WandaVision? It was not a property that I was, ex- I was overly jazzed about right. seeing, right? Like, right. I, I, that, to say, now to kind of course correct a little bit, it's not that I was against it. Mm-hmm. I just have other Marvel properties that I'd rather watch totally. for that, you know, totally. like I was kind of, you know, they were like, this will be the first one. And I was like, but I want to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're going to give WandaVision. I'm like, but, but I want, but I want something else. And they're like, yeah, yeah. but you're going to get this one. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll take this. And <laughs> then I get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're like, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit more excited about some other properties that Marvel's mm-hmm. been coming out with. However, I will say that I am not super – I wasn't super against it, and I was just kind of – it was one of those – it seemed – the trailers and the stuff didn't really tell you anything, so I didn't right. really know how to, like, approach it. So mm-hmm. the way I approached it was yesterday I sat down, I opened – I cracked open a beer, and I was just like, let's just see where this goes. Yeah. And to say that I was delightfully surprised would be an understatement mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What did um, you think about it? Yeah, so going into it, it I'll, I'll say this: it, it, it's not the you know the the Disney Plus Marvel era release I was the most excited for, but it was definitely right. one that I'm the, I was the most curious about because I'm like, what is this even about? You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's a good way. That's a great way to yeah. put it. I was super interested, mm-hmm. but I didn't know to be excited. Right. Um, yeah, and I I will say that yeah I was um, pleasantly surprised by how much um, I enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. What did what did you think of the first two episodes? What was your reaction to them? My first my first reaction to it is I had a delight. I was overly joyed and delightful that they just nailed that the dick van dyke show yes. and mary tyler moore like very of the era like they completely nailed it 100 percent. it was super like, um it was super uh bewitched as well yes very super bewitched, bewitched was, yeah. was the, the two major things they stole from dick van dyke show and bewitched for sure mm-hmm. um but done in a extremely well manicured manner that i was like oh you're hitting all you're hitting all the points in my brain that i'm looking for for a black and white sitcom from from that era right Mm -hmm. like to the point that i was like you know if this is all this show is what a delight what a delightful show and then it got weird yes in a way that crept up on you Mm -hmm. like and that's when i realized oh 
I like this a lot more than I thought I was going to because there's a dark, there's a level of, it's dark. It's very surface level until it hits those very surprising twists in those moments. And I'll just say it right now, guys, if you haven't seen it, shut off the podcast, go watch them and come back because we're just, I gotta have, I, we're gonna have to talk about specific moments to be, to make this conversation interesting. Yeah, we'll just say spoiler alert so, from, from, from here on spoiler alert. So if you don't, if yeah, you haven't seen it, out, turn it off alert. now. <laughs> yeah, turn it off, go watch them and then come back and please rejoin us at the point in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you a moment. And we're back. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. So you talk about the points, right? The part that mm -hmm. killed me was, you know, you've got the heart on the calendar and it's like, this is an important day. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? And then it leads you into, oh no, you're supposed to have dinner with his boss. But was that what it was indicating? Right. Because they can't remember where they came from before. Then right. there's those little mask slips that you have with people that are like, stop it. You know what I mean? Where they're like, you know, mm -hmm. don't do this kind of thing throughout. So it gives it this weird Stepford, like kind yeah. of just no firm ground kind of setup, like especially when her his boss starts choking at dinner mm -hmm. and uh, Deb Deborah Jo Rupp, who America's mom yeah. um, was Kitty Foreman. Know, she starts <laughs> Kitty Foreman. Yeah. Um if she God, she's great. She's amazing. Um, oh, have you seen anything like clips of her from her stage acting stuff? No, I'm sure she's great. She she just she's a battle axe dude. She just destroys it. She's nice. so good. Um yeah, but anyway, so there's that part where she keeps laughing, and you're like, okay, this will resolve itself, and then it gets weirder mm -hmm. and weirder, and then Wanda snaps, and you like, she's like, help him, Vision, and then he gives her this look like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing right now. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, then you've got the color that's introduced, introducing into the world. Um, there's all this stuff. Where is her next door neighbor's husband, Ralph? I don't know. I don't know if we've met him yet. Like. <laughs> Catherine Hahn's husband, where is he? I don't what is know. He doing? <laughs> I saw an interesting uh, theory that's already on the internet already uh -huh. that she, Catherine Hahn's character, plays the uh, – is the character that I can't remember. It's Harkness. Her name is an abbreviation for this character that's something Harkness who is a mm. centuries-old witch who is the mentor to Wanda in the comic books oh. who when she talks about it, she said our anniversary is June 2nd. June 2nd. In sixteen blah 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 was the anniversary was the anniversary of the date of the Salem witch trials. Oh so that's something that someone put together that I was Interesting. like that would be me two beers in alone on a Saturday night. That would be the level of research and detail that I would be going into. Mm -hmm. But like I saw that, I was like, oh, that's really good. But yeah, so there's that connection. Um, there's the question connection. What is the logo with the sword and the semicircle? Who is the freaking beekeeper? Uh, yeah, like what is happening in this <laughs> show? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. I think they nailed um, they yeah they nailed the tone. Like I like that the 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 even even down to the jokes that they're telling. Like it is a sitcom. Like it's not like yeah. Like when and it's being a sitcom, sitcom it is being a sitcom. Like it's telling the jokes, it's telling those era jokes. Like I think it's really good. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I love Paul Bettany. I love Elizabeth Olsen in this. Like everyone is, everyone is just doing really great. I love the the. Yeah. <laughs> I love at work just like the subtle kind of like unraveling of like tugging at some of the yarn. It's like, what do we do here? Well, we make these forms. What are they for? 
they're for doing, you know, they're for the forms. Like it's just not answering any questions. It's what like it's like this weird kind of computational like computational services. Yeah, but what do we what, do? We make these forms for the customers. I love this robot. I was laughing really hard when you replied as robot logic to like yeah. things like so we don't make anything and we're not buying anything. What is our point? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we here? We are yep. useless. Or the part where he's like, man, you've got – work has increased so much. What are you, some kind of robot? No, I'm a carbon-based life form just like you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all that we're going to talk about that. Like <laughs> the, the humor between the stuff is really good. I, You know, you're talking about the, the level of jokes for that era. Mm-hmm. You've got the magic show, right, after he eats right. gum and he's acting drunk or whatever. Yeah. And it's like how she's like kind of doing – it's very bewitchy and mm-hmm. very well done and like written – exactly the way you want that to go there's some sort of weird comforting thing i think if it was in color it would have been very uncomfortable yes because there's a like just with the jokes that they're telling and the vibe they're pulling off there's a level of you need it to be black and white i feel like yeah yeah you know totally that to for it to ring true and i like the fact that in the first two episodes the um when it was in we'll put it in tv time Mm -hmm. like before when it wasn't being weird or disturbing Mm mm-hmm all of the effects that they used were practically done like they would have yeah. done in the – like when she's making dinner and all the pots and pans are floating around. You see strings holding the pots and pans and like stuff like in, in <laughs> right. the shot, you know? So it's like, oh my gosh. And then when she closes the double doors, it's clearly a PA just off camera going, shove it. Yeah, and, it and close, like you know? all of the like edit effects, like when he like – he pops in and out of his vision makeup, like the edit yeah. is not perfect so like it kind of snaps a little yeah. bit like the camera jiggles a little bit like <laughs> yep like he yeah. shifts in frame yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. when he go take his makeup off and they had him come <laughs> sit back down in generally the same spot i loved it i thought it was great it hit all those old little like fun stuff like it made me honestly mm-hmm. want to watch start watching bewitched again because i was yeah. like this is awesome and i forgot how good and fun these shows were mm-hmm. um but then it takes some left turns yeah and becomes extremely disturbing not in an overt way but just kind of creeps up the back of your neck yeah disturbing. it's like, like something it is not hair, yeah whatever is going on, on in the system it's not up. yeah it's weird like it's it, there's it's it's hinting that whatever is at work here is not flawless yet like there's some bugs in the system um yes and i guess that's a good segue i wanted to ask you what do you think two episodes in what do you think is going on like the larger story, what do you think is 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 happening here? What do you think is the right the story that's going so, on? A couple of things. Mm-hmm. The two ads that we've seen are for Stark Technologies yep. and Strucker watches, which is yep. the Hydra logo on that. Mm-hmm. Baron Strucker was the one in the beginning of Age of Ultron who abducted Wanda and her brother. Yes. Um, and then imprisoned them and turned them into the things. So I think we are. I think it's Hydra resurfacing and coming after Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. They're hunting them down, and they're stuck in some sort of. I think it's. I think it's that because the For the Children line came out mm. in the second episode. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's some sort of simulation or thing like that that they're trapped in that they don't even know. Now, rumors online is that there's Mephisto, mm-hmm. is the villain that's uh, creating the illusion around them. And uh, trying to um, trying to control them, but then you've got the radio chatter of who's doing this to you, 
like she's not in it, but she's out of it. So I'm not really sure. But what I think is they're stuck in a facility. And then you've got mm-hmm. the breaks of like, who are you? In the middle of a conversation, they're like, who are you? And these people that are these general townsfolk, they seem generally panicked when they mm-hmm. quote, wake up in their lucid moments. They seem generally panicked and in pain. And that's yeah. where I go, like, what is – OK, so something's happening. The veneer mm-hmm. slips, and then we see – this in madness and insanity. So I wonder if Mephisto is working with Hydra to hold on to Vision and Wanda for so because she's pregnant at some point. Mm-hmm. So are they using her to breed more metahumans? Um, I don't know. So that's kind of the ballpark that my my set my mindset goes to is that they're being held in sort of a either some sort of computer simulation. Um, or it's true that it still might not yet be completely disproven that my theory that I I still want this to be true, not because I'd be right, but because I think it'd be a powerful moment <laughs> that she is she's creating all of this uh-huh. to keep the memory of vision alive, because if she doesn't, she's going to have to face the fact to face her own pain and realize that mm-hmm. he's dead. And so I had a thought last night that a super dark way to do it would be if after all of this stuff, she wakes mm-hmm. up. And realizes that she's been puppeting Vision's dead body around, and like like a oh marionette kind of thing, to like keep, I know super dark, right? Yeah. Um, like she's been forcing all these townspeople to do her will. Like she moved in, uh-huh. like had a like massive you know psychic break, and uh-huh. she's been manipulating, controlling this, going deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, using the um, um. Mm-hmm using Hydra and Strucker and her, her past trauma as a bad guy in quotes to mm-hmm. keep, you know, to give her justification for why she has to like control this town mm-hmm. and give this bright, sunny outlook, because if she doesn't, then she's going to realize that she's become kind of a monster. So mm-hmm. I want that to happen. The likelihood of that <laughs> happening is slim to none. However, right. Cause that would make her a bad guy, but Scarlet Witch is kind of a bad guy in the comics. Yeah. So, I mean, she is very much so in the '60s run yeah. of the X Men. She's a she's a Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, she kind of goes back and forth, oscillates back and forth. So anyway, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how it how it um, unfolds. How about you? What do you think's going on behind yeah. the scenes? Yeah, I think um, I think definitely Hydra is. Um, I think Hydra has her in a facility and they're using a, uh, some kind of technique with these simulations to figure out some kind of kind of inception, like kind of figure out some information that they think that she has buried deep in her psyche. Um, what maybe it's like the location of the, uh, the stone that was in visions forehead or some kind of information right. they're trying to extract from her. And, but they can only get the, because she, you know, is, um, uh, telepathic and, and 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 all of that the only way they can get like the information from her is if they like kind of set up scenarios for her to discover the information within her own psyche like herself and so they're like right. using vision and using these different scenarios to try to get her to reveal some information that they're trying to get from her i don't know what that information is i mean i don't have any thoughts about that yet but um I think that's what we're watching. We're watching and I think that's why ultimately like the episodes are going to like become different kinds of shows is because they're trying different techniques. What are some different scenarios we can put right. her mind in to like reveal some information to us? Uh, I think that's what what that is ultimately. Very cool. 
I like that. Now I have another question for yeah. you. What do you think's going on with the Ed credits? There's some interesting stuff happening there. Uh, like you know, with the way that things are being built out of all those little tiles. I'm like, that I has don't to be know that I watched the end, end credits. <gasps> sorry, what, so what, what happened? Sorry, what I'll have to rewatch those. What happens in the end credits? <laughs> so at the end credits, they show these super close-ups on these TV screens, right? Oh, that's the first thing. The first episode when it ended, when the episode ended and it mm-hmm. pulled out and it kept pulling out, I was like, what? The oh yeah, hell yeah, that was is cool. Happening? Yeah, that was like, really cool. Very much. Oh, good. I was just like, and next episode. Like, I'm not even waiting. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah. So the, the end credits. There's like these close-ups on these like television screens, like tube television, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can't quite tell what's going on. Sometimes you can tell it's like the visions detail. Other times, like just eyes of somebody and like or somebody mouthing something. So if you want to go full blown conspiracy, put our conspiracy <laughs> theory tinfoil hats on Please. for a second. Maybe. Maybe those have something to do with it. Maybe those are people like little things that she's seeing like in lucid moments where she kind of breaks through whatever technology that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go into their um, – the credits and it's all of these. The first episode, it was black and white. You couldn't mm-hmm. really tell what was going on. Second one, it's mm-hmm. color. And there's these little tiles that are rearranging into different stuff. Like it creates the porch, the front porch of their house. It will create their living room. It'll create um, certain things that are happening around town. So I wonder if it's an augmented, if it's trying to hint that there's an augmented reality construction that's going on around them that they're being forced into. You know what I mean? I so, so okay that uh, that uh, I'm going I'm going to use that new information to color my. Uh, my th- my my theory so i think i my theory still stands but i think now the way that you've described it visually i think it's going to be that uh some so hydra has gotten their hands on that stark tech that like tony stark was using to talk to like the younger version oh, of his father and that type yes. of stuff and they yes. they've created this basically this simulator that um works because i think the the other interesting point that you made was that like the 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 citizens of the town and stuff like that becoming agitated when they like are become lucid i think it's kind of an inceptiony thing where like the machine uh, the way the hydra version of the machine works is like it it creates a simulation um that partners with your it, like they basically set the parameters of like here's the information we're trying to find here's the scenarios we're putting you in and then it uses your subconscious to like create the like the world so the reason why it's like um a 50 sitcom and the vision is there and like life is like perfect and la di da di da is because that's like you know deep down some version of her psyche wants that to be their reality because like their reality is so opposite that um and so like the reason why the things are getting agitated is because like it's her own sort of like psyche like disagreeing with the reality of what's going on you know what i mean that type of thing right well, there's that moment when the beekeeper comes out of the uh, comes out of the manhole cover, and she just says no, and then rewinds reality. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's there's a lot going on to it. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm way more into it than I thought I was gonna be. That is, yeah, it's for sure. it's good. It's good. It's good. Solid television. <laughs> it is. It delivers in ways that even I. And let's just be, Catherine Hahn. What a delight. Yeah, she is she's a delight. so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's, that she's character, great. She plays the, 
well, you know, my husband Ralph, if I could get him, if I maybe if I dressed up as a beer can, he'd be interested in me a little bit more. <laughs> that yeah. character that she plays, that kind of like racy next door neighbor, that's yeah. like just kind of off on her own. Yeah, it's, like, it's never I, too early for a, for a cocktail. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Swishing around in her dress. Like, if I didn't have a gourmet meal ready to be made at the drop of a hat, honey, what kind of housewife would I be? Yeah. Like, that kind of – I love that that – she does such a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, And I knew she would, and I always enjoy her and seeing and stuff. But I just – I never realized how much I actually enjoy just kind of watching her do character work, I think. Yeah, she's great. Um, She's very great. So good. Also, another point. The two people that are in the ads, they're the same people – that guy and the girl that are in the toaster ad for Stark Technologies and in the Strucker Watches ad, I think that they are one of the they are the people that are in charge of the whole thing. Yeah, they're probably like the doctors that are administering this or whatever. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be, right? For sure. Yeah. I think so. Well, yeah, so, that I'm excited to continue to watch it, man. Uh we should uh yeah, continue oh, to uh to review it as the episodes drop in. Yeah, I think I think that would be good. I think I think two episodes two episodes of time would be really good, like a good pace. This feels good. Yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah, yeah all right. Sounds good. That'll be good because AJ. I watched him last night, and AJ wanted to watch him with me. I didn't know that. I feel very bad. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I'm doing it for the podcast. But I told her I was like, yeah, we can watch it together. So two episodes at a time for review is perfect because that's how we like to. We'll just go through and binge it too, and maybe at some point. We could have her on, and she could give her her thoughts about it too, because she is not a um, deep Marvel nerd. Mm-hmm. But when we watched all of the MCU movies from start to finish over the summer, uh, she had some really, really interesting and fascinating points to make that I was like, "Nice, I have never thought about <laughs> it from that angle." Right, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just where she thought places were going to go and like character motivation. So it might be fun. Once once it all comes to comes together to have her come in and share her thoughts at some point. That'd be great. Too, yeah, man. Which Let's do be, it. Which would be super a lot of fun. So Yes, sir. Well, all right. Yeah, um man. well Derek, thanks for stopping by today. Where can uh people find you online? Oh, people can find me online at Cinephile eighty four, C I N E P H I L E eight four on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Derek underscore nickel, D E R E K underscore N I C K E L on Twitter. Great. Um yeah. Trying to post more, but uh, there's not a lot going on in life, so it's, yeah, not it's a lot to post scrape about. the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can find me at Asan the DJ across social media. That's at A H S O H N the DJ. Um, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media uh, or at weeklyregular.com. Uh, yeah, Derek, thank you so much, man. It was uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, always. All right, and we will see y'all. Yes, sir. We will see you all next week.